Well, we haven't had but one other of these takeaway Tuesdays after a Cardinals loss where Bo and I have come back to earth, have our thoughts. We're going to talk Kyler Murray. Is it time that he just sucks it up and starts saying that he's going to play? And there are five teams atop the NFC. Which one are the Cardinals? Should the Cardinals be most scared of? And which one should they be least scared of? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. Let's roll, baby. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, come on in. The water's fine. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Excuse the Southern twang that came out of nowhere. Mm. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Okay, Owen Wilson. Follow the podcast <laughs> at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Uh, we appreciate it. I mean, it's without you, there would be no us. You can get it free and available on all platforms. Um, no paywall. You know, I don't like paywalls. You know, another thing I don't like is the Cardinals playing severely under their weaker opponent like we saw on Sunday, regardless of backups or not. Bo and I are going to give our quick takeaways. There's really not a large amount of correlatives between watching backups play and watching starters play, which we're expecting Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to be back Sunday in Seattle. Uh, maybe get a W before they head into their bye in week 12. And Bo brought up something interesting before we started. Like, what's the word? We've had two came down decisions pretty much for Kyler, and there's still question marks about if he's going to play on Sunday. Is this kind of going back to the tail end of last year. We know Kyler Murray doesn't like getting hit. We know that. It pisses him off. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like getting injured. Um, is it time for him to say, listen, I'm out. I'm playing. I'm out there. I'm out there. We'll talk about that in the second segment. We'll talk about the top five teams in the NFC, win-loss record for their opponents for the, for the tail end of the season, the second half. Really interesting numbers there. We'll talk about that. But first, let's just put a button on this yuck fest that was the Sunday game with the Carolina Panthers, Bo. Um, it was kind of like a, oh, no. And then the game just got out of reach, and that was it. 14 nothing, bing, bang, boom. The Cardinals had no offensive pop whatsoever. Is there anything that resonates with you, as I ask you every Tuesday from, tu from <laughs> the game on Sunday, that you know is going to have some sort of lingering effect moving forward, or is this Colt McCoy being a backup and you move on? I think it's, it's, uh, it's D that the Carolina Panthers are actually a lot better than we thought they were. And uh, our guy, Julian Council, kind of outlined Sam Darnold being a wet blanket. I mean, he's he said that this team didn't even – he couldn't recognize him, especially on the offensive side of the football. But that team defense plays anywhere. Like, when you've got a guy that turns the ball over in Sam Darnold, that's just that, – that crushes you. But when they have two guys that are just able to kind of give you different looks as the Arizona Cardinals witnessed and Cam Newton, and PJ Walker. I mean, it worked and Christian McCaffrey obviously is, is a solid running back to have the hand off and, and toss the ball to, and he can make plays. He almost had a, what he had a thousand thousand yard performance a couple seasons ago. But I think that this Carolina Panthers team is a lot better than we expected. And yeah, you're right. Like after three possessions, two of the Arizona Cardinals in this game was over uh, it, it was kind of just like, okay, let's just kind of turn the page. Th this has been a weird, weird couple weeks. The Arizona Cardinals were able to dominate a team without some of their key players against San Francisco. And then you just kind of take it. You just put your tail between your legs and move forward 
relatively unscathed. And uh, th that's my main takeaway. I mean, it's, I don't think that, that not a lot of people, if you're really upset about this loss, I would say just kind of get over it. Let, just have a short, short memory on this one because it didn't, the team that played on Sunday did not resemble anything that we saw this season. I'm going to say that's more of the flu than what we've seen the nine previous weeks to it. Yeah, that's fair. But if they go into Seattle on Sunday and lose, that's three out of four losses going into their bye week after the For hot sure. start, which is exactly what we saw. Obviously, the win-loss a little different last season. Hot start, then just, you know, tail between their legs for a chunk in the middle of the year as people started to realize that maybe they weren't as good as the record indicate, which isn't necessarily the case, but that's just what it looks like in the win-loss record. Um yeah, listen, the defense, like, you, there were no real takeaways from Sunday because the defense was behind the eight ball all the time. Why? Because the offense was playing their backups. Like, that could be a direct correlative between the two. And you say, you know what? No harm, no foul. This is, this is the one mulligan. This is the breakfast ball. Let's move on. Now, yeah, because I don't want to talk about that anymore. We, have to, we saw what happened. There's, yeah. there, there's no redeeming quality, as you mentioned. <laughs> from that game, except for maybe the excuse that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins weren't out there. Maybe that's well, the excuse. Yeah. It, it, it is, but at the same token, you know, it they they played, they were behind. It, it snowballed so horribly that I don't care who you have in the lineup on either side of the football. It's tough to play from behind like they did. Like how, how Carolina came out and punched them in the mouth. Like you'd be hard-pressed to find any team in the NFL that's able to kind of be as resilient to come back from that. Like, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, I saw this astounding stat, how, you know, in luck plays into this, you and I have not shied away from that. Like when you have special seasons like this, you have the Greg Joseph miss kick 37 yards should have given the Arizona Cardinals their first L despite, you know, them roaring back in that game and doing a lot of great things. Um, 14 of 16 of the Arizona Cardinals own fumble on offense. They'd recovered. 14 of 16. That's an astounding number. I mean, that's just, you know, you that's that's you doing flipping a coin and and getting heads 14 out of 16 times. I mean, a lot of that might be bad snaps and Kyler Murray being in the general vicinity, but you know, it's the the football, it's not just a round ball. It's going to bounce different ways. The Arizona Cardinals have had it bounce their direction. At some point, you know, the statistics, they have to come back to what the mean. So we'll see what we're going to see that probably start to happen and start to go the other direction or even out. Arizona Cardinals just have to be preferred for that. And I think people should be confident that there's 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 enough talent on this team, especially when they're closer to full strength. Sure, they're not getting J.J. Watt back, but that they should be able to overcome some of that turnover margin margin. They're in the top three. At least they were going into week 10. Uh, Got to continue that trend, but things snowballed so horribly on Sunday. I don't know any team that wins that game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Alex Nancy Ballbrock locked on Cardinals. Um, coming up next, is, is, does Kyler need to come out and say, I'm playing on Sunday? Regardless of if he's 100% or not, does he have to? I'm going to ask my oblong football-headed <laughs> co-host, Bo Brock, that. But first, this Arizona Cardinals team after after Sunday, could use what I'm about to talk about. In life, we're all bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe bound for encountering, encountering the unexpected like we saw on Sunday. 
personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. Bose is strawberry kiwi wine coolers. With beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. All right. Second segment, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody subscribing on our YouTube channel, commenting. We're going to do a 10-minute live post-game reaction after every Cardinals game for the rest of the season on YouTube and Twitter. That is not going to count for our full podcast. We're just going to push back uh, the posting of the podcast that we record on Sunday after the game by a couple hours so you can get our live reaction. We take a little beat, take a breath, and then post our full podcast a few hours after, and then like every day, 10 a.m. Arizona time, you will get the YouTube podcast version. Um, but a nice little wrinkle, a uh, little 10 minute of us throwing up positive, negative, whatever, immediately following the Cardinals games. Kyler Murray's been out for the last two weeks. We talked about, okay, if the Cardinals take care of business on Sunday against the Panthers, do you sit Kyler through the bye week? If they would have won on Sunday, I would almost be lending towards yes. Mm-hmm. especially with how bad Seattle looked against against uh, Green Bay. But that's not where we are. Where we are now is there are five teams vying for the top spot for the bye in the NFC playoff race. And the Arizona Cardinals no longer have a buffer. Green Bay, I believe, Bo, as you mentioned, um, is the one seed right now, correct? And correct. if the Cardinals, if the, if the playoffs were to start today, Bo, who mm-hmm. would the Arizona Cardinals be playing? In the first round of the playoffs, the very same team we just uh, saw beat their, oh. their doors off in the Carolina Panthers. That uh, not ideal. No, and they would come into State Farm Stadium. It would be a home game for the Arizona Cardinals. But you know, it's a team that uh, has had a lot of success. Was six in a row, six straight victories, including the postseason for the Carolina Panthers over the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, that is a team. I mean, I know we're going to talk about some of the top NFC playoff teams or just top teams in the NFC later in this podcast, but. That's a team that should scare everybody just because I said that defense plays and that just the unique uh, just offensive style that they've got right now. It's going to take more than just one game worth of uh, game film to really figure out what they're doing. I thought that they were masterful. Cliff Kingsbury kind of tipped his cap to Matt Rule and and, uh, and Joe Brady and how they incorporated Cam right away. Uh, that That's a scary team. That should scare everybody in the NFC that's vying for a playoff spot. And it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy NFC playoff picture, and, and the Carolina Panthers right back in the thick of things. It's it's wild. The Arizona Cardinals still in the driver's seat. Like we're not we're not hitting that panic button. But I mean, as far as having to face that team again, it, it would it's it's that that's shouldn't feel too comfortable. Yeah, um, agreed. And there is a perfect segue into this. Without Kyler Murray, this team's not going to win anything. And yeah. Kyler Murray's been on the shelf for you know two weeks. Is which with a little added juice because that the injury happened in Green Bay. So we're looking at almost 20 days of Kyler Murray not playing an NFL game. It's going to be over that, obviously, as we approach Sunday in Seattle. But we haven't heard anything about him getting any better. We heard him that he was better mid last week and he was a game time decision jumping on the sidelines and ended up not playing. So at this point, Bo Brock, I'm going to ask you. Does Kyler Murray have to play on Sunday? Yes. Yes, he does. I think it's time. I mean, it, it, it was a wake-up call on Sunday. And it's you were able to do a really good job 
and kind of weathering the storm with all these injuries. I mean, let's keep in perspective that they didn't have their franchise quarterback. They didn't have their top wide receiver. They didn't have their starting running back. They didn't have their heartbeat on defense in J.J. Watt. That's that's a lot. That's a ton to be missing for any roster in the NFL. And I know, look, it's part of the game. But now when we start talking about it and we see Cliff Kingsbury on Monday come out and say it's going to be close, that's a quote from Cliff Kingsbury talking about Kyler Murray playing against Seattle on Sunday. Uh, you know, I think Kyler Murray at this point, that's where you put the the weight on his shoulders and say, all right, get ready for this game. And your coach may be saying it's going to be close, but now it's time for you. You're 24 years old. You've been close two weeks in a row, but close, close doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, we saw where close got them on Sunday. Uh, Colt McCoy, he's got the peck strain. Alex, the peck is where normal people, usually guys who work out, they have uh, a chest. I know you don't. You've got the, I'm concave. Uh, yeah, you're concave. convex and concave. That's concave. right. It's a, he's got a peck strain. So Colt McCoy could play, but don't root for that. You want your franchise signal caller back in the lineup, and I think it's time. Like 24 days is enough for a 24-year-old to get back from, from Ankin only joining. And I'm not calling like for Kyler Murray to, to push the limits here. I just think he should be good to go. I think you should trust your sources as far as guys like uh, Jay Glazer, and he said one to three games, and we're sitting there and we're right, right there. Um, I, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be something that he's going to be able to re re injure as far as his ankles concerned going forward. Yeah. And, uh, if here's the thing, this is going to be a team effort. And what I mean by that is if Kyler Murray's 75%, say he's been less than what they've let on cliff Kingsbury is notorious for keeping things close to the vest, almost like borderline illegal in the rules of the NFL. He says right. the bare, bare minimum. He's the antithesis of Bill Belichick making everybody questionable every game because nobody knows who's going to play or not. But this is not only Kyler Murray getting his keister back out there. This is Cliff Kingsbury having a perfect game plan for a quarterback that's not at full strength. So what the, what Tom Brady's lived on, he's been the, the least athletic player on the field pretty much for the entirety of his career. And what they do is they get the ball out of his hands fast. He's got one of the quickest releases in football in the history of the game, but a lot of it was Josh McDaniels, et cetera, Charlie Weiss, whoever was their offensive coordinator at the time, getting the ball out of his hands quickly with the right play calls. Now, the Cardinals have a lot of very, very quick receivers on this team. Christian Kirk, Rondo Moore, et cetera, where it shouldn't be difficult to build a game plan around Kyler Murray being somewhat stationary. And with Rodney Hudson back, hopefully Justin Pugh makes it back. It's, I'm not exactly sure how yeah. severe that injury is. I know it's week to week at best, but they're going to have their guys. And Kyler Murray coming back at 75%, if the protection is there and Rodney Hudson being there again, Kelvin Beach, I mean, DJ Humphreys are two of the better, you know, their better trio in the NFL. He should be able to be protected for long enough to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And that's really all you're looking for. Like this isn't, none of what's going on with the Cardinals is original. All of this stuff happens. Teams get into hot starts. They're unstoppable on offense. The defense catches up from opposing teams. Defensive coordinators, head coaches are watching because there's a target on their back. And then you have to adjust. Vance Joseph has shown that he can adjust. And we saw it all last year. Cliff Kingsbury has yet to show that he can adjust from game to game because they haven't had to deal with it this year. And this is the first week where you have a hobbled quarterback and you have to go to a place where those guys are going to want to kill you in Seattle. They're one of the more rabid fan bases in football. It's going to be loud as hell on the Richter scale. You know, they're going to have to adjust 
and go win a tough football game, regardless of if the opponent has a worse record than them. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily fair on Cliff Kingsbury because he didn't have the personnel to adjust. I mean, we knew that going from playing San Francisco and their game plan was great, that Carolina was going to try to force you know the complete opposite. They were going to try to take all the things that Colt McCoy was successful in doing and this offense was successful in, in executing and take that away. And they did that. And you saw Colt McCoy fail at something that he really can't do. It's not his strength. And that's throwing the ball down the field. But to your point, Kyler Murray can. Kyler Murray can drop back in the pocket. He can. He has the arm strength to make all the throws in on the route tree and 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 do that. I mean, when you look at what the the Seahawks uh, were able to not do against the Packers and how the Packers were successful against them this previous week in a 17-0 shutout, they only got to Aaron Rodgers one time. And Aaron Rodgers was masterful against the Cardinals getting the ball out quickly. He wasn't exactly hitting on some big hitters. Sure, he made some big plays, and you can expect that from Kyler Murray. When he was healthy, he was one of the tops in the NFL. So you should be pretty confident in that. Yeah, if it is if it is a skilled-back playbook, and it hasn't been a skilled-back playbook all season long in limiting Kyler Murray's exposure, and he's not running that much. He's running five to six times. Limit that to three to four times. And he's he knows how to get down. He knows how to avoid contact. And if it's if it's third and one, like it was on the final drive, hand the ball off. Don't make Kyler Murray pick up that one yard. Just be smart about that as a play caller. Just take that out of the playbook. So I think that there's certainly an opportunity. There is a path where if he's not 100% or close to it, you can still play him, get him back in the lineup, and get a big win before the bye. Right. Agreed. Alex Clancy, Ball Rock, Locked on Cardinals. It's going to be a fun segment next. Um, five top NFL teams, the Cardinals and four others, or NFC teams, sorry. Which team scares you the most and which team are you least worried about? We'll talk about those. Bo, save me some money on gas, bruh. Absolutely. If you drive, you need to try this app. Just go to the go to the app store, go to Google Play, download the GetUpside app. Our listeners are making upwards of 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download it, app store, Google Play, promo code, touchdown and that's going to save you an extra 25 cents so your first fill up you're saving 50 cents per gallon on your first tank with the get upside app just go download it for free promo code touchdown 50 cents per gallon first fill up some people who drive a lot making upwards of 200 300 a month in cash back it's going into your bank account paypal e-gift card for amazon or other brands going directly to you. You're making cash as you fill up at the punk. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Bo Brock is having some connectivity issues, so he will not be joining me for this final segment. I'm recording it after the Rams 49ers game, which kind of puts an interesting wrinkle into our conversation that we teased before going into this segment. Which team do you fear the most and which team do you fear the least in the NFC if you're the Arizona Cardinals? If you were to play them on a neutral field, one game, and sweet mother, what did we see from the Rams last night? Like, Sean McVay was imploding on the sidelines. Losing Robert Woods is a huge deal. Odell Beckham had just got to the team. Von Miller looked old, and the offense looked terrible. Now, you do have to give credit to the 49ers' defense. They've been coming on as of late. You know, they're really starting to gel as a team, and you're seeing the emergence of a true bona fide wide receiver one in Debo Samuel just wreaking havoc on opposing team secondaries. I mean... What happened to Matthew Stafford? Oh, right. 
This is the first time he's ever played important football in his life. Now, one of those interceptions wasn't his fault. It was a tip ball from his receiver, okay? Uh, the run game was non-existent. The defense seems to be fraudulent. Uh, being as top-heavy as he could possibly be with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and a bunch of other dudes, it's not necessarily you know fair to say, but it's closer to that than the, than the opposite of it being a deep, deep defense like it once was. You got to be the Arizona Cardinals looking at that NFC West. Like, do you fear the 49ers more than you fear the Rams right now? They do have the Rams one more time. They played the 49ers twice already. They have Seattle two more times. But the Cardinals right now have a two-game lead in the NFC West, essentially. They have a one-game lead in the loss column, and they've got a tiebreaker over the, the Rams because they beat them already. Like, before you look at the rest of the NFC, could you ask for a better situation with the Cardinals having one more game before their bye week, not having Kyler Murray for the last two weeks, seeing a Jekyll and Hyde team, one, you know, beat the 49ers with Colt McCoy and the other, uh, lost to a an emerging Carolina Panthers team with Cam Newton coming back for another run. Like, if the Cardinals can go into Seattle, beat Russell Wilson, who still isn't 100%, they look terrible against Green Bay in Week 10. If they can go in there and get a win, and skip off into the sunset into their bye week, they ha will have a stranglehold on the NFC West. And that's something that after, you know, I think they were <laughs> they were not favored to win the NFC West. Let's put it that way. Um, looking across the landscape of the rest of the NFC with the Packers and the Bucks and the Cowboys and the Rams, all four of those teams have had bad losses, bad losses with their starting quarterback. You know, the Packers, it was week one against uh, against uh, the Saints, and sure, getting the rust off, but still a terrible loss. The The Bucs have had a couple bad losses. One of them was to Washington not two days ago. The Rams, oh, the Rams look terrible against the 49ers. That's a bad loss. Sure, the Cardinals beat them, but the Cardinals were just offensive firepower extraordinaires on that Sunday. They got manhandled Monday night against the 49ers. And the Cowboys lost. They, they almost got, you know, goose-egged by the Broncos. So the Cardinals are the only team that haven't had a bad loss with their starting quarterback under center and shotgun. And I guess you have to have some solace at that. You have to have these little wins here because it's going to be very bunched up at the top. 13 wins may not get you the one seed, which is wild. It's absolutely wild. And you look at the Cardinals, they've had one loss where – you know, people give AJ Green a lot of flack, but come on. I mean, he had played seven games with with Kyler Murray. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't know the whole playbook yet. Just cut him some slack, okay? And you know, the bad loss with Colt McCoy uh, a couple days ago. Like the Cardinals have beat good teams, and they have the easiest strength of schedule among the top five NFC teams for the rest of the year. And it's it's pretty bunched in. I think that the Rams are the only team that have a strength of schedule with teams they're playing that have a collective record of over 500. I think it's 37 and 35. And that's, I mean, the Cardinals, I, I think it's 27 wins, 27 wins total for their remaining opponents. They got the Lions, they got the Colts, etc. They are in a position to make a deep, deep run at the one seed. And it starts on Sunday, going into, going into Seattle, getting a W, hopefully with Kyler Murray back, and then riding into the bi-week sunset and just watching from the top of the NFC. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet to experience. And first things first, though,
if they don't win in Seattle, that will be three losses in four games. Then we're going to have questions going into the bye week. Oh, no, here we go again, because that's exactly what happened last year. I don't think that's going to be the case, but they need to go into a hostile atmosphere and get a W in Seattle. Start there, and uh, you know they're going to be in pretty good shape going into their bye week. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Bo Brock will be back with me tomorrow. Uh, thanks to everybody who pays, who pays you know attention, liking, disliking, um, commenting, retweeting, leaving us reviews, um, and subscribing on the YouTube channel. We appreciate all of it. We're, we're along for the ride with you, and uh, without all of you, there wouldn't be us. So we, we truly do appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow.